Hello and welcome once again to what I am now inaugurally calling Sam Said It. Um, again, I'm going to try to do this roughly once or so a month. Um, pretty much any topic that comes to mind. Um, like I said before, I'm I'm in music, but I'm going to be talking about more than just music. For example, Black Panther and some other, again, black things that are coming out, like Black Lightning. I want to talk about that as well and how that is for our community, plus again, the world as a whole. Um, today, though, we're going to be, again, talking about music and what just happened over the weekend, which, as of January 31st, as recording this, would be the Grammys. And there were a lot of things that happened and some things that I think are important to talk about. Also, as you might hear, there is a game playing over me, so I do apologize for that. I am recording this very close to a airport. Um, but talking about the Grammys, to me... There's so many things that happen, and you can't move away from what I think is just inarguably one of the best performances I've seen live, which would be Kendrick Lamar and the stance he is taking. Kendrick Lamar did get some, how do I say it, just some, some, again, words are escaping me, but basically he got some backlash from not kind of doing anything. At, at the college football championship kind of said a mini concert really there was no no marching of army people or flags behind him or Dave Chappelle coming out which for me I didn't think it was a bad thing because again I don't think that really was the point to do so I believe that the bigger stage to do this on will be the Grammys and the Grammys is one of the biggest if not the biggest music event that happens that everyone sees news about and oh Cardi B was wearing this or Rihanna did what and Beyonce and being hushed by her child, which, again, I'm here for memes, I'm here for the jokes. So what Kendrick did to me was a very powerful thing and something that says, once again, that he has a message, which leads to another conversation that I had with some other friends of, in the future, as we look back on the Biggie and Tupac as kind of being, as Jonah Lucas says in the I'm Not Racist, as a god, who is going to be that next generation for those who are born in the late 2000s? Again, is it going to be little Uzi Vert? Is it, again, that Gucci Gang kid? Because hip-hop for them is different. They might like Kendrick, but that is not mainstream fully. What's mainstream is going to be basically your Gucci Gangs, your little Uzi Verts, your Migos, your Culture 2s, that is pretty much just Culture 1 with more songs and someone's fiance on it. And, oh, well, and Nicki Minaj, I think she might have been the first one too, I don't remember. But you have these moments where I go down that think, that think path and say, is that a good thing? Will I, in 20 to 30 years, look back at Migos and, again, little Uzi Verts and all these little rappers that are around now and say, you know what? They were a good time for our, our community. Or will I go back and say, wow, that was all pretty much hot garbage, but Kendrick was there. And remember Jay-Z? Now he's old and being a grandfather, I'm sure, by the time 30 years from now happens. But going back to the Grammys, and again, like I said, I will ramble about certain topics. But going back to the Grammys, there's another thing I want to talk about as well, which is there's a category called urban contemporary, which I really want to just call black pop music. <laughs> and honestly, because I don't know what it means. When it says urban contemporary, 
again, I guess you're saying that it's not technically by definition talking about love, quote unquote. So it's not R&B. But at the same time, it's not really pop because it doesn't fit to what Taylor Swift and Asina Gomez and Ariana Grande are doing. So where do we put it? Well, black community doesn't really see it like this. So pop community doesn't really see it like this. So let's make a new category, which if it's always been there, I just ignored it. Because when I look at the people in it, like The Weeknd and Black and all these things, it's like, oh, yeah, I know these artists. I guess they aren't really pop. And I guess they aren't really hip hop or, you know, you see where, again, it kind of falls through cracks that it needs its own category. Sure. It's just, again, it sounds to me as if you're just calling it black pop because we don't really have a name for it. So no, no, no. Can't call it that, though. Black pop might get, you know, someone upset. Call it urban contemporary because that's better, I guess. And so you go down the path of Grammys happening again and eventually going to get to a subject that is going around a lot now which is going to be Rihanna if you haven't seen the Grammys I do suggest you go back and watch all these performances Cardi B did Cardi B things with Bruno Mars and at the same time you had Kendrick doing what he was doing he had all these kind of small protests that again you saw a lot of women wearing white I do believe that is for like the Me Too movement if not then a lot of people were just wearing white for some reason but you get to Rihanna. Now Rihanna comes out with um, DJ Khaled with the song, you know, Wild Thoughts, and there are people on stage that are dancing. And like I said, if you haven't seen it, I will describe to you what I saw sitting next to my girlfriend watching said show, which is Rihanna having a good time on stage and dancing. That's it. I saw nothing inappropriately happening. So when later on that night, again talking to my girlfriend and she mentions that oh BET wrote a like a I guess a think piece or just pretty much wrote an article saying oh Rihanna no one liked Rihanna's performance it's like wait they didn't I thought it was just a regular Rihanna performance I didn't know it was anything else and then you see in the BET article all the things that they kind of pulled from Twitter which again that's where we live in now versus actually you know having real reporting no I'm just gonna Twitter and type in the hashtag Rihanna and see kind of what happened and you see some of these people saying Rihanna can't sing and dance at the same time basically and to some extent now this is no shade on Rihanna I know Rihanna and her craft so with that I know that Rihanna isn't the best singer I'm not going to a Rihanna concert looking for Adele or Beyonce I'm going to have a good time because I know again at a Rihanna concert I'm going to have a good time and by all means if you go and watch the Grammy performance tell me she's not having a good time because she's having a great time she's dancing she's smiling sticking her tongue out and all these things happen and it's just confusing to see the article that BET tried to write basically just saying that no one liked it which I'm like I, I liked it raising my hand right now and a lot of other people did too and then it gets deeper when you start typing in Rihanna's name into Twitter, into Instagram of that night, where not only is it the BET article saying they don't like the performance, you then get down to body shaming her, which is something I don't get. Again, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, I wouldn't know this is a term, 
But again, Rihanna is being deemed as Thickana. You know, the TH, you know, because she is now quote unquote thick. And again, if you go back through the history and look at her now, yes, she has gained weight. She has gotten thicker, sure. But not fat. And that's kind of where this line gets is starting to get blurred for me. Because I will tell you right now, anytime you listen to me, my recordings, anytime you listen to anything that I would do, I am here for these jokes. As of right now, like I said, today is January 31st. Super Bowl is in a few days. I am here for these jokes. So if somebody's making fun of Tom Brady or the Eagles or whomever, I am here for the memes and funny jokes. I am not here, however, to be a bully for people. I'm not here to make fun of someone to the point that it is, in my head at least, bullying. Yes, you can say that's semantics, that you're okay with, you know, making fun of, but not when it gets to bullying. And I'm saying I don't see it as semantical. I see this as two separate things. There are some memes that I saw about Rihanna that I did just hilariously laugh out loud. There was one about... Uh, this one about like how your auntie tells you you don't know how to do that dance and then she starts dancing you see the one meme of her like with around with her arms out kind of like kind of flapping them with her tongue out doing the thing in which again I laugh because I have one of those aunts who did that who did that pretty much exact dance and again that connected to me you have a whole bunch of other memes like you know when when Bay, you know, actually makes the one was like Bay who makes the um, mozzarella sticks in the oven and not in the microwave. When the pizza man finally comes, you know, all these things that to me are not making fun of Rihanna, because again, that's Rihanna just dancing. It's when you then start seeing these posts from men and women, sadly, saying, "Oh, why are we all saying Rihanna thick? She ain't thick. She's fat. Oh, I'm not." Ashamed of my arm flaps, look at Rihanna, lol. Like, and even if you're trying to point it at yourself, because I know that tactic. I know self-deprecating yourself for the joke so you can still make the joke about that other person. But no, I get it too because I ain't making fun of me. And you're not tricking anybody. You are still being disrespectful when you do that. So, again, this is where we are. We are looking at Rihanna, doing these things to her. And yes, the people are going to be on... I forgot what her team name is or her her grouping of army people. I don't the Riri's, I don't know. Whatever they're called. Again, the the Bay High version of whatever Rihanna has. Like, with that, those people are coming to her defense. But it's that sad moment that that's where we are in our society that we see someone on stage having a good time. And again, not even majority of but like you get a half and half aspect of stuff happening that we have to make fun of Rihanna because why not you know oh look at poor Rihanna look at her she oh you know she's pregnant right I wonder with who's been you know and it's, again that's been going on for what a year that rumor that she's pregnant that's why she's getting quote-unquote thick Again, maybe she's just eating cornbread and greens. I don't know. She had a Saudi prince now. Like, Rihanna is the ultimate get on my level. Oh, you, oh, Beyonce, you're married to Jay-Z? Great. That's wonderful. I have a Saudi prince. Oh, you, you got a multi-platinum album, Kendrick? That's great. I have a Saudi prince. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing you can say that she cannot stop with. I, I am pretty much like a duchess. <laughs> or whatever the royalty for that country is. 
and sure she's not actually married to these people but again she is still dating that person and Rihanna by herself is already awesome all the stuff she does for the community plus again all these side businesses that she is doing that isn't music related again if you do not know her makeup is amazing again I know several people use it again girlfriend and it's that moment of trying to find it at one point in time and being like yeah it's just sold out and not just calling my central area like in a very legit way calling almost a hundred miles away and maybe some smaller towns because it might be a little bit easier to get it there because maybe they don't have as many people of a certain hue <laughs> and yet still not being able to find it and being told yeah i don't know when we're gonna get it and it's that moment of like wow okay you must be knowing what you're doing or at least have people around rihanna to tell you no this is what i'm doing and she's doing it very well. And the hate that she's receiving right now is just unneeded. But yet again, this is society that we live in. And I hope that stops one day. I hope that we can look at men and women and see them equally. Because I hate, you know, side note to movies, but I hate when he did it to Ben Affleck. Because I go, look, he looks so fat in the Batsuit in Justice League. And I'm like, well, that's not needed. And yeah, he did look a little chunky, sure. But again, no one really likes being that big. Even Chris Evans has gone on record and saying, yeah, I don't like being, you know, super soldier size. I just want to be regular hot guy size. But for the craft and being part of the Avengers, which again, spoilers here, but I'm pretty sure he's going to die in, in this Infinity War business. <laughs> just, again, my, my opinion. But even with that, it's going to be something that we as a community need to stop that we as human beings need to sit down and say you know what we're gonna stop with the body shaming we're not gonna look at a woman or a man and judge them for what they look like now sure if that person isn't healthy help that person out again me myself i'm on my own journey trying to lose weight trying to work out eat better and yes is it a, is it a struggle of course it is but the working out and doing better choices is the main part of that and i'm not gonna preach on that at all but that is my Rihanna take. Again, stop messing with Rihanna. She was having a good time. Let her have a good time. I'm here for the good time. And then let's get back to the Grammys as a whole in which there's a term that maybe you're not familiar with, but it's called Black Twitter. Now, Black Twitter as a whole is a kind of an interesting beast in which Black Twitter gets kind of upset at certain things. Like Jay-Z and Kendrick not being, well, not winning album of the year. Here was a stat I saw that pretty much, like there's a number of times people have been nominated for album of the year and they just didn't get it for the hip hop community. And it came down to getting it to Bruno Mars, which again, if you haven't watched the Grammys or looked at the results, Bruno Mars in anything he was in pretty much won. And that's kind of the reason. I personally this year can honestly say I've listened to every album that came out to 444, getting title for that one week that is free just to listen to that, then canceling it or however long it was free. Might have been a month. I don't remember. Listening to Damn by Kendrick, listening to Childish Gambino, listening to even Lord and listen to Bruno Mars. And as someone who is in love with music, I can tell you that Bruno Mars was not just on your local top 40 station. He was on your hip-hop stations, too. Not only was he on your local top 40 and your hip-hop, but he was also on your R&B stations. 
and that's where you get the separation of why didn't Kendrick or Jay-Z win and the reason they did not win is simple they don't have the pull that Bruno Mars has they do not have and again I love Kendrick I love Jay-Z I will always love Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar no matter what they're doing no matter what they're on but when you're looking at something that is not a BET award or something that is closer to the quote-unquote neighborhood and you step out of yours and look and say our neighborhood really isn't that big because guess what just because he's a king in hip-hop does not mean he's a king in top 40 yes his album sales are great on Kendrick and Jay-Z's respectively they are not Bruno Mars they are not Bruno Mars to the point that again I can play that song for my grandmother or for my little buddy at work and 24 karat magic in the e. Like you can sing those songs and not have a problem with it. Now, should that be the criteria that you're going for, for an award show? Yes, and I'll explain why. Because we're an award show, we are not here to make statements. Even though we did let Kendrick and a lot of people make statements. You know what I mean? Like it's, we are here for the criteria of who is the, what is the album of the year? Because that's the title of what the award we're giving away. The album of the year cannot just be something that helped out the black community. It has to go further. And for Damn, Damn is Kendrick's first, like, non-political album. Like, that is his first mainstream album, and you can see the success of it. I love To, to Pimp a Butterfly. I love Section 80. I love, again, Good Kid, Match City. But all those kind of had a message, and Damn still had a message, but it was not the message of the other albums. That, And again, it's it's not just my opinion. Like this, Everyone has pretty much been saying that since it's come out. So when you look at Kendrick's album, yes, it's a very good album. And yes, it was kind of a lot of places, but it didn't, to me, touch that top 40 like, again, a Bruno Mars did. So then let's look at someone else. Let's Again, I'm going to leave Jay-Z to kind of be last. But I'm, I'm going to look at Childish. Now, Childish Gambino, to me, I love Danny Glover. I think he's great. I love him in Community. I love the little cameo thing he did in Spider-Man's. I loved it all. I love Atlanta, season two. I think he said starts March, March 2nd. I love all these things. So, I loved his album. <laughs> Sadly, though, this is kind of like that Carmelo Anthony thing that you came into a draft with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. We're sorry. We're sorry that, again, you're a great player, but you don't fit here yet. And again, he's won, like, he's won so many different things. He's won a daytime Emmy for Atlanta. So he's not lacking for anything here. It's just, again, when I put him against Kendrick or Jay-Z in my head, he doesn't beat those two albums for me. Just, and again, this is my opinion. I just don't think he beats that. I don't believe also in a, in a world opinion that he beats them at any point either. Just... Again, being honest in my the way I think. So then you have Lord, and I like Lord's album as well, but I put on my Facebook that if Lord were to win, I would to flip a table live on Facebook because as much as I also like Lord's album, it's not better than Kendrick, it's not better than Jay-Z, and it sure is not better than Bruno. So then that leaves with Jay-Z's album. Jay-Z is an interesting case. Roughly because you have people complaining. How, and not even complaining, just... No, yeah, I, you have people coming out within a, 
with a reason why Jay-Z lost. And the reason roughly is, how dare you think you're, gonna, you're going to win as your album is pretty much the confession of you cheating on your wife. And those people to me did not listen to 444 at all. This is the society that we are in now where only thing that you are doing is sitting down, reading an, an, an article title and saying, Jay-Z did what? Cheat on Beyonce? How dare he cheat on Beyonce? And then never read an actual article about how this music is actually supposed to be played off on or that Beyonce actually did it first with Lemon, with Lemonade, or whatever. Like you, you can feel in certain people's articles and certain people's comments that you didn't watch or watch. Well, again, in Lemonade's case with Beyonce, you kind of didn't have to watch some of that stuff. But with Jay-Z, you didn't listen any of that album because to say that his whole album is about him cheating is not the it's not the truth did he address it in the album yes but he also addressed his own failures with business he also addressed Kanye and a whole bunch of other things like this is old man Jay-Z sitting down looking at young Jay-Z with the blueprint one Jay-Z and saying you know what from that day till now I am a different person and that is the point of what 404 is about, it is a self-reflection of, I've made mistakes, and that's okay. I've made some more mistakes, those aren't okay, but I'm working on it. And that's what 404 is about, trying to not only talk to himself as an older man looking at his younger self, but also doing that for other people, mostly Kanye, no offense to Kanye. And by no offense, I mean offense. So you have that happen. And then you have Bruno winning. And that to me also goes down a path where once again, people aren't actually listening. Cause getting upset that Kendrick didn't win cause you think Kendrick's album was the best album that ever came out, which could be true. But did you listen to Bruno at all? Cause maybe you did. And maybe you honestly believe that it's better than Bruno Mars. I say, listen to it again and tell me if you still feel that way. Because listening to Bruno Mars' album is one of those things that I'm like, yo, this is really good. This is something that if my grandparents were alive, I would like to play for them to kind of see, do they get that kind of funk mentality that I think is being put here? What does this remind them of? And same thing I kind of did with my parents, you know, letting them listen to it and be like, yeah, that reminds me of this one party I went, you know, seeing how that is not just for young people, but for older people as well, that is touching them in a deeper way that I remember back in the 70s when I was, you know, not back in my hated girl, you know, you know, girl. And having those moments come back for the older generation. And also, again, the young kids hearing said music, you know, it's a fun time beat, it's cool. You know, it's something that you see him with his little afro dancing on stage with Cardi B at the Grammys. And it's fun, you see him doing tri tributes to In Living Color. Wonder how Jennifer Lopez feels about that. But you have these things that are happening that make it a really good album. And also just one of those things that it's like, how many singles came off that album? What, like four or five? Like, yeah, that that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, Bruno Marshall won. And I don't see that as a bad thing for black community. I don't think a bad thing as music as a whole. I think that's just because it's the better album. And with the Grammys as a whole, I think most people won that I thought would win. 
Like, I don't see this as anything negative. I think this as a good moment. I see it as a big deal that, for me, CBS is allowing these things. Because if you didn't know, every performance is pre-recorded. But it is pre-recorded live. So for rehearsals, you know, Kendrick to Childish Gambino to, again, everyone who had to sing or do something on stage that is musically, <laughs> musically inclined, all of that had to be pre-recorded. That's why when you see, you know, Kendrick up there or someone, I'm forgetting the artist that I, you actually could see do what they were doing, where he or she wasn't talking. But again, things were still coming out as if they were, because again, it is pre-recorded. So that means the Grammys, CBS, all these people had to, someone had to sit down and say, we need and want this. Is this reactionary? Maybe. Maybe because you see all the things that are happening for black community. Maybe you've seen all the things that are happening to women. And now, again, also men as well with the Me Too movement. That you just, you believe that you need to have these moments happen. You know what? Whether it's reactionary or not, I still think it's best for the culture. And what culture? All of them. Because these things need to be talked about. We need to sit down and have these conversations as adults. So not maybe our generation, but the next generation of kids don't have to go through that. You don't have to see these women talking about being stripped down in front of, again, these group of men or in these other groups of women having to be naked. And Jennifer Lawrence's story pretty much telling that she's fat. And again, Jennifer Lawrence is fat. I mean, I guess she's not real thin, but I would never call Jennifer Lawrence fat. But again, you line her up to a whole bunch of these other women who are, I guess, just skinny minis that... Again, she was told she's fat and she needs to lose weight. And for me, that is something that needs to change. And I think we're going down the right path. I think that again, having these conversations, having the women getting this power to be able to speak their voice on something that is hurting them is important. And hopefully again, in the next few years, we get to see more movements happening, not just for Again, black community, not just for the Me Too and the woman community, but for the entire world. I think that's important. And hopefully that, you know, happens in my lifetime. And hopefully I get to have a full lifetime before North Korea bombs us or Trump, again, says something stupid. Because, again, I'm pretty sure I'm from a bleephole country too, right? Right. Alright, so that's it for this time, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. As of right now, I think I have like a total of like 10 people who've listened, which for me isn't, a, you know, I know, it's, I know it's not a lot, but I do appreciate that. I don't know how long you've listened. Even if you listen to this very point of being at the very end, or you only listen for a few minutes and saying, eh, I don't, really like it. I don't really like his points. I don't know. But I do appreciate everyone who listens. Um, as of right now, I am on Apple Podcasts, which you can find in your iTunes. I'm also on the Google Play Store or Google Play, which is their music section where you can find podcasts and stuff. Um, I'm also on another one, but again, you have to pay for that app, which I'm like, I don't want anyone paying to listen to me. And of course, you can listen to me on Anchor, which is where some of you might be listening. I was also told that at the end of this, they used to give some kind of ad space, which I am totally for. They are letting me do this for free and also put me, like I said, on iTunes and on Google. So... I am as happy as I can be about this because I don't have to pay for any of this, really. But again, thank you guys. I hope you guys are still having a great year. We are now about to be in February. Next thing I'm going to be doing will be 
Again, Black Panthery. Um, I will be talking about the soundtrack once that comes out. If you do not know, that is February 9th. I will also be doing a review on Black Panther as well once I see it. I might bring someone along to talk to talk about it as well. If not, it will be just me again. So once again, if you've made it to this point, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great year, great week. Anything that's going bad, again, just look up to the sky and say, you know what? I can still look up at the sky because you're not dead, right? And if you are wanting to be dead, please talk to someone about that. Again, do not go the Logan Paul route and be insincere about it. But if you are having issues, there are numbers you can call, people you can talk to. Again, there's always going to be someone who has been through this very similar or exact same thing you go through. Do not let depression take you over. So once again, thank you for listening. And this is it. Sam saying goodbye.